Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Welcome back to Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. Driven by Munganass, St. Louis, Acura, Alton, Toyota. It's 1049. No, 1050 now. Damn it. Jeremy Rutherford not happy with time management. And Jackson starts critiquing Caddyshack. And now the audience isn't happy with any of us. Wait till here's my hockey takes. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the program Jeremy Rutherford. Woot! News and notes from a mad Jeremy Rutherford. Yeah, <laughs> mad as a hornet from what I understand. Uh, I just can't manage the clock. I just can't manage the clock. Oh, yeah, you can. You know, it's just funny that uh, you do three or four of these a week, and sometimes they do run into the coaches' interviews. So as I was uh, watching the end of practice there, I said, oh, my gosh, Bruby's going to be talking about the same time I go on with him. And I said, how do I pr- passively, aggressively right. tell Jackson, hey, can we get close to 1045? And then I'm thinking – well, this is no big deal. They won't bring this up on the air or anything like that. And Wrong. Then, then, I turn, then I turn on the app, and you guys are spelling out my feelings on the air. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah, no, there's no such thing as keep it in the room on this show. No. It's, it's nobody's fault but anybody else other than ours. Yep. Uh, JR, uh, we, uh, we know you are uh, potentially up against it, and I do want to get your uh, thoughts on a variety of things. Number one, the roster moves over the weekend. Uh, anything stand out to you? Anything surprise you? No, not really. Uh, only that probably a week or so ago I tweeted that I thought that probably Nathan Walker would get that 13th forward spot. And the reason I said that is because a lot of times if a guy isn't going to play, you use a Nathan Walker type guy in that situation, and uh, Alexandrov can play in Springfield. But Alexandrov does need waivers, and so for a 23-year-old recent draft pick guy who's got a pretty good future, you can't risk losing him. So he stays. Walker, McKecker, and go on waivers. They're going to go to Springfield. And then with regard to Callie Rosen, we've been calling it for a week or two that it just looked like a numbers game that he would get shoved down to uh, Springfield. So I don't think that was a surprise either. Uh, the topic of conversation that, uh, that some Blues fans had at this time last year was the Athletics' uh, projection of the Blues at 92.2 points uh, coming off of the 109 points in the previous season. And people were really not happy about that. And I recall discussing that with you. And then, of course, as things played out, that wound up being generous based on the way uh, the 2022-2023 seasons. This year, looking at the point projections, 80.2 points projected for the Blues and I would imagine this time it might not be as surprising for Blues fans but I would imagine hearing that has to be a bit concerning uh, and you of course have to offer up your feedback on it and I read that and you said uh, I think about right is the best of the available options with regards to that projection uh, your thoughts on the projection of 80.2 points for the Blues in the upcoming season yeah, I remember two years ago, they get the 109 points, and then last year Dom projected them at about 92, like you said. And, and so you look at that, and obviously Blues fans were hot about that, and then it winds up uh, early 80s. 
And now Dom says that he's got him projected for 80 points this year. And I didn't hear the same backlash from Blues fans, obviously, after they witnessed last year. And, and the Blues are in a retool here. I looked at those options, and, and when they asked us, uh, what do you think about Dom's projection, like I said, I said, you know, it sounds about right. And the reason I say that is it could be 85. It could be 90. Anybody that asked me about the Blues and potentially making the playoffs, I say, hey, look, I think they're right in that third spot Central Division slash wild card conversation. But they've got to go out and prove it. And so if you want to say you're better than 80 points, you know, let's see the defense play better. Let's see Bennington make a few more saves than he did last year. Let's see these top nine and all these prove-it type guys go out and actually prove it. So I believe they could be an 85, 90-point team. But if you're going to tell me that they're 80, I'll believe you until I see differently. One of the things I've been reading in advance of the season, um, and I can't recall, you might be able to, to tell me where we where this has been discussed, is the Blues uh, just going, yeah, we're, we're good with, with Jordan Bennington. And, uh, and then the numbers saying maybe they shouldn't be as comfortable with Jordan Bennington as they are. And I saw you uh, write this morning on The Athletic uh, about uh, the, the Blues and, and the confidence level in, in Bennington. Along those lines, what are your thoughts on the way that the goaltending um, is setting up this year? Because last year you, you had a legitimate backup in Grice. I mean, that, he was never coming in here to, to challenge Jordan Bennington. Whereas Hofer, you know, is, has number one potential, but I don't think anybody's sitting there going, maybe this is the year that he pushes Jordan Bennington. I suppose it would be a great thing if he pushes him by his play and not by Bennington's play. Um, but the Blues' reliance on, on Bennington and their, and their faith in Bennington, how do you see that at this moment, just a handful of days away from the start of the new season? Yeah, Tim, I think there's confidence in him. I think what Doug Armstrong said the other day uh, really resonated with me, and I believe it's true, is that uh, Jordan Bennington, I think last year his numbers weren't great, and you can pin that a lot of it on him, but you have to look at that situation last year. He, he said, Doug Armstrong said that, you know, we didn't play defense in front of him, and I think that reflected in Jordan Bennington's numbers. The big talk, uh, obviously, going into this year is the defense. Can they uh, have a renaissance? Uh, we've seen in, in practice that they're really packing it in. They're playing as a five-man group. You turn on your TV, you're going to be able to see five guys kind of packed in. They want to push everything to the outside, and I think that's going to be able to help Jordan Bennington and, and his numbers. So, you know, can we see a 9-10, save percentage out of Jordan Bennington this year after it slipped to 890s last year? You know, the Blues aren't going to be a playoff team if it's not 9-10, 9-15. It has to be there. And then in terms of the entire position, you look at Joel Hofer. He comes in, a lot of accolades. He won a World Junior Championship. He, he was part of the World Championship team this year with Team Canada. He's got the credentials. Is he a few years off? He could be. The question is this year, can he play 2025 games? Can he push Jordan Bennington? And, I, and, and we'll have to wait to find out that answer. Uh, but I think that Jordan Bennington comes in here, we say it every year, refresh, looking to change the narrative about him being a guy who's precipitously dropped off the past couple of years. He's got to have a better defense in front of him, and that's what remains to be seen. Yeah, and that's the focal point going into this season, I would imagine, both for local fans and then NHL observers, is this Blues defense. Uh, how sustainable uh, is a roster, in your opinion, with eight defensemen long-term? JR, do you expect some kind of movement in the absence of any potential injury to that unit? And the alternative is the team concerned about someone on the roster playing through some kind of injury that requires more certain depth just in case. Yeah, it, it's tough to carry eight defensemen throughout the whole season. You can do it for a while. 
but you're going to need that extra forward or two. You're going to need that competition in practice. You're going to be needing uh, to show a guy, hey, if your level of play isn't up to snuff, we got a guy here that uh, can come in and play for you. And you can call a guy up and do that, but it's just different when there's 14 forwards here. So tough to carry eight, but they have to do that right now because of the contract situations for guys like Pernovich, guys like Tucker. Uh, they have uh, uh, waivers that they have to go through, so they're here. That's why Callie Rosen went on waivers, and we'll find out at 1 o'clock today if he's cleared. Uh, and also, Tim, you got to get these guys in the games. I realize, you know, Bortuzzo, elder statesman, you can kind of pop him in there when you want to. But Scott Pernovich, if you want to see his game take off, he, I think he needs stretches of 10 or 15 games. And basically what they're saying right now, Tim, is that his five-on-five play is not up to snuff, and I don't think they believe they can play Tory Krug and, and, and Scott Prinovich in the same lineup right now. They just want to have that size. They want to be able to come at you. We saw that's what they did with the forward group who they added this year with Kevin Hayes and those guys. They want to be able to do that a little bit on defense, too. You can't do it with two undersized guys. So I'll be interested in seeing how do you get Scott Prinovich into this lineup. You know, uh, Jackson was at the game on Saturday night, and I, and I know you have a list of questions. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're, out of, we're out of time. Is there anything you want to... Can I ask one? Of course. Okay, and I want to preface this by saying I've never played one second of ice hockey in my oh, life. Oh, I think everybody knows that. Okay. Um, and I understand that hockey players, I mean, you could just see it in what about the dental work. Like, they extremely tough. They're missing teeth. It's obviously a very brutal sport. How come they only play 90 seconds at a time? Oh, no. <laughs> I think that this is uh, Jax. Um, Where's Jamie Rivers? Don't the uh, NBA guys do load management and not even play all the games? Right, but when they do, it's like 40 minutes. Oh, they play 40 minutes, yeah. Uh, well, I would suggest not running into Jamie Rivers in the hallway at the station. <laughs> well, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just generally curious. I just feel like you could go a little longer. Oh, my It's God. not like it's hot out yeah. there. I'm just going over to the Air Comfort Service text line. I mean, you're ice skating. Doing. It's not run. I don't know. I just feel like they could play a, the shifts could be a touch longer. That's all I, I yeah, was like. Maybe, well, some of the guys try to stretch them out and uh, and they can't hack it, and then they get scored against and get yelled at by the likes of Ken Hitchcock on the bench. So, yeah, that's uh, fair. That's yeah, fair. I don't know. Maybe we could do a station promo thing where we go out and try to skate a two minute shift, you and I. Yeah, I, I need to learn yeah. how to skate first. That'd be a nice little defensive pairing. I don't know how to skate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and because I missed uh, Craig Bruby for this uh, splendid radio station, I can take another question from you, uh, Jack. Um, that was the only, that was, that's that's the only one I really can muster. Until, until the Celtics open up the season. Yeah. That's, that's going to that's gonna lock things down here for Jackson's hockey questions. Yeah. But uh, yeah. they are not happy with that question, I can tell you that. I'm just asking generally. What? I mean, like the toughest guys around, they get the gas out. After a minute, <laughs> Piddles, turn your mic off now and leave the studio. I've been disappointed before in you, but never to this extent. Man, Piddles, you suck. And the Grape Ape Auto Detailing says, I can't believe I was nice to you, Piddles. So just like that, all the equity built up. Yeah, so I, listen, I'm going to be watching more hockey this year. I just want to be cleared up on some things. Okay, all right, there no, it is. No, no, no. I, sorry, I couldn't answer. But now when Craig Bruby says, hey, why'd you miss the press conference? I got to say, because I was telling Jackson, you know, why guys are going a minute and a half. Well, maybe you could ask him, like, can we extend these yeah, shifts? Why don't you ask, ask Bruby if they can extend shifts? Stretch it out a little bit. <laughs> See how that goes for you. <laughs> I'll do that now. Thank you, JR. Thanks, right, JR. There he is, right. Jeremy Rutherford. See ya. It's Jeremy Rutherford fielding questions from Jackson. Not happy with the length of the blue shifts. I just said, that's just, it was always a little weird. <laughs> Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.